0: All right, we are live. Hello, hello. I think this might be like episode, I'm, I'm way off, but it's probably like <laughs> episode 19. I think if I've made it that far, maybe not. Uh, we, yeah, no, it's, it's been awesome. So to the listeners and the viewers on YouTube, uh, I have a guest today, uh, Patty Gleason. Uh, many of you may, hey. not know, may not know, but he's super dope and I'm actually super nervous for this. <laughs> oh, come
1: on, man. Oh, uh, <laughs>
0: Well, it's, I mean, you're, you know, in my opinion, you're probably one of the more, the, the first, like what I would consider the high level professionals that I've had on the show so far, uh, here on vets and barbells. Um, well, so, Hey man, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. No, thanks for uh, saying yes to the invite. So the cool thing about vets and barbells, uh, as I've said before, with many people is, you know, we talk military fitness, life mentality. Um, and, and lately I just got done with a three part kind of, uh, series of covering macronutrients you know so I I went through proteins carbs and fats and just because I I I know that typical probably a lot of my audience is very just the average person I just kind of kept it very basic down to earth like this is what you need to know this is what they do this is how the body absorbs and digests them and this is how you use it for energy you know so it was kind of cool but awesome man yeah, without further ado. So everybody, this is Patty Gleason. I got to know Patty through reaching out to him because he runs a fantastic uh, kind of a niche fitness uh, community called Off the Leash Lifestyle, um, which kind of caters to the um, the paintball community um, on the divisional and the pro level. Um, but also he, he actually reaches out to a lot of just, you know, the average Joe people, you know, that, that run through him as well. And so Patty, kind of tell us a little bit about yourself, maybe how you got into fitness, you know, why paintball does what it does for you and and kind of what your goals are moving forward nice man uh yeah otl baby
1: um where to where to start uh, do you want the long version or the short version or somewhere in well, between
0: somewhere in, <laughs> somewhere in between again i
1: i know you both
0: both of us are super busy and i'm dealing with both my kids today so i put them in the the kid's corner of the gym said here's the ipad and the phone here's your snacks just let me be for an hour we're good to go so whatever nice. happens. Whatever well, you feel I guess, like you know,
1: that? yeah, currently, uh, you know, great intro, but basically in a nutshell, yeah, I currently currently uh, play professional paintball for Seattle Thunder out here and uh, kind of just exactly to piggyback off of what you just said. Um, I'm a fitness coach here in Seattle and as I kind of got into that world, um, decided to just fuse Uh, my two loves together paintball and fitness and kind of found this little niche that was not filled yet. And I just ran through the gap and have been running with it, you know, ever since. And um, I think that we are uh, at the top of the game, doing it right now within our paintball community of offering, you know, sports specific performance training towards paintball athletes, you know, Um, as the sport continues to grow um, the demand, the athletic demand, continues to grow as well and we're kind of forging this new kind of paintball player out there that is um that is just animals out there you know it, the sport requires so much uh phys- physical you know it's so physical it's so athletic I should say um and it demands so much out of our body that there hasn't really been someone to step in and kind of coach people through what the demands are and condition them in that sense. Um, so that's kind of what I'm doing now. It's been a lot of fun, uh, kind of just blazing the trail there. But before that, uh, it's been a long journey, you know, to get to where I'm at. Um, I, can't, I come from born and raised on Maui. So it's, you know, small island and um, not a ton of opportunities going on over there, uh, especially for what I'm doing here. And um, so I was born and raised on Maui, uh, grew up playing all the sports, you know, uh, baseball, soccer was a huge one, Uh, skateboarded, surfed, bodyboarded, uh, all the water sports. And then ultimately, I mean, right around the sixth grade is when I was first introduced to paintball. And um, that was right around the time I was skateboarding at the same time. So I really wanted to go big with skateboarding, but as soon as I played paintball, it was over, you know, I shot my buddy's uh, brother, I shot my buddy's brother in the face. And, um, that was, that was history right there, man. I, I was hooked after that. Um, but you know, all along the, the road there, definitely experienced some of my own, uh, trials and tribulations. And so, you know, uh, ultimately, you know, if you fast track, I am a recovering, uh, addict, addict in recovery I should say and that kind of derailed me for so many years but ultimately I was able to kind of get my act together and and get back on track and right before I moved up here to Seattle um spent a good amount of time in the human services industry where I was uh a substance abuse counselor for both, uh, adolescent and adult populations, uh, which kind of gave me the foundation to kind of, it gives, it's given me a lot of skills in order to be a good fitness coach. So, you know, um, when we moved, me and my wife moved up here, um, I wanted to switch careers and ultimately she was the one that encouraged me to go with the fitness, um, path, and uh I did that and then yeah, I think that was a fast track kind of road to where I'm at now and I fused the two together and um always had that love for paintball. So it was just a natural progression to kind of um do those two um together, man. I mean yeah. Had a lot well, of fun doing it.
0: Well, cool. And and I'll tell you what, it's been a pleasure to to be a part of the OTL community as an OTL athlete. I think for now. Ever. What, two and a two month two and a half months so far. I mean, really short time. You've got yeah. a lot of other people on there that are that are definitely more OG uh, than I currently am. But I, I think the way you said it too is kind of the same mindset I have when I approach uh, clients, whether they're in a group setting, small group, or even personals. Is I look at them and I see the potential that they have to to be athletic in their own right. You know, all yeah. too often I think we think oh, athletes have to be these top tier, high paid, high athletic athletes that we see, you know, on ESPN and sports center, you know, and honestly, that's not true, you know, athletic to could some to somebody could be, well, I want to go off and hike with my family and carry the kids on my shoulders for, you know, say a three mile hike and not, you know, not be, you know, down for three days, or not feel like I'm going to die. That's, athletic, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think what I've also liked about your programming is it's a, it's a wonderful blend of um, athletic performance with mobility and movement, at least with the current programming we're going through right now with, with the movement program. So, um, and like I've, I've raved to you already. It's like, uh, I'm moving more fluid than I ever have, you know? And I think that's missed in a lot of, uh, it's discounted. It's kind of disregarded in some, It's like, well, I just want to push weight or, or just run faster. It's like, well, you're, you're only, you're going to cap yourself at a certain level if you're actually not focusing on the little things and
1: that is mobility and movement so well cool and and i'm glad that yeah and we've talked about this off air many times and it's like you know uh you can go quote unquote sports specific right sports specific Mm -hmm. paintball uh ultimately like it's really just a yeah performance uh training program but you know i think you nailed it with with otl it's i i've always felt like this since the inception um and i think it's really helped with it growing organically it's like tying in the spiritual and mental part of it right and, and you say movement and stuff like that but ultimately like in, in, even if you go right before that it's like that sense of community you know I've had I've had people that have been with me um for over a year year and a half now and like in the world of like remote coaching um that's pretty rare you know I think with remote coaching people usually you know the lifespan of people is like six to nine months you know they'll call on that, but it you know it's not really necessarily a, a long lifespan. So, to be able to hold on to people uh, for a long time uh, really speaks volumes for just the the sense of camaraderie and that sense of community that we have developed with OTL and that mindset. Right. I mean, I feel like when people put on either you know their jerseys that you know the OTL jerseys or their OTL gear, um, they get a sense of feeling. Right. They get an identity with wearing that, um, and I think that has really helped um, with the growth of OTL, you know, um, that is so much more than just the training aspect of it and feeling athletic. It's just like that, that, that mindset of, of wanting to take on the day on a daily basis, Mm -hmm. um, and just be an animal within your own craft, within your own field. You know, I think that that has really been something that I've, I've wanted to hold strong to with OTL. And ultimately, I mean, it keeps me busier than just, pumping out these programs I mean you know you're in the field you get burnt out of just doing that so it gives me other avenues to kind of pivot and and have fun under the name of OTL in itself
0: yeah I think what's really cool and something that and and again this is one uh, another facet that we match up on is regardless of like whether they're an online or remote client in um, in person or even group like the mindset for me from the beginning has always been, you know, build a family, build a tribe, you know, essentially like, you know, using a term coming from, you know, your, your homeland of Ohana, like you're, you're building, you know, a family, you know, it comes to a point where you want, you want people to want you, you know, not that just they need you or, you know, because that need is only going to last like what, you know, like you were saying 69 months. And I can kind of validate that. Like most of my remote clientele probably only last about six to nine, but I do have returners. That come back and forth. But so this is kind of a good segue, you know, onto on that, onto the topic that I kind of broached to you. So what we're going to talk about today, everybody is, you know, we're, we're about a quarter of the year, uh, quarter of the way through the year. And crazy, we're, yeah, weird, right? And for me, mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but February being the shortest month felt like the longest month <laughs> to me, at least. Me, it's because we got hit by so much snow back to back here in the Midwest. No, you guys
1: are getting wild out there, man. Bro, <laughs> I hate shoveling the field off.
0: Uh, but uh, the topic we want to cover today is, you know, why do people fall off of goals or their New Year fixes, and you know, how can we, you know, improve our our mentality or our intentionality is kind of a term you like to use a lot into attacking, you know, maybe those reasons. Mm. So with mm-hmm. you, like, you know, what, you know, when you hear that, when you hear kind of that topic, what are some of the first um, impressions you're kind of thinking when you hear, you know, when you see, you know, see these things happen? Because as trainers, we, we see it a lot.
1: We really- yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, a couple of, couple of quick responses that I, I, I hear when I hear that question um one is that they don't want it bad enough yeah i think a lot of people um i and i'm not a huge new year's resolutions fan i am a huge goals fan you know Uh, i i'm always reassessing and reevaluating and recreating goals throughout the year so like when it comes to the end of the year it ain't nothing new uh, for me you know it's just it's just another turn of the year um so it's like when people get to the end of the year and then they're like well i'm gonna start doing this in january to me honestly i just don't feel like they want the goals bad enough you know if they really really wanted it they would start that day yeah. you know if, if, if it was a life and death situation like you don't have time to wait two months to start your goal right and so i, I that is definitely the biggest one i just don't feel like people want their goals bad enough. It sounds nice. I think they like the sound of mm-hmm. the goal, but I mean, when it comes down to it and the nitty gritty, are you, you, really ready to dive into the trenches and get your hands dirty, you know? So that's, I think the biggest thing. Um, another one is I, I think people are really bad at making realistic goals. You know, when I talk to my in-person clients or my OTL athletes or anyone, um, you know, I, I'll always hear them out and then I'll usually try and break that down. Um, so something that's immediate, you know, okay, well, losing X amount of weight is nice. All right. Well, what's the pathway or what's the road to get there? Okay. So this is the first step. Well, let's make that the new year's resolution goal. (laughs) You know what I mean? And if you can reframe it, then it, 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 one, it sounds better. It sounds more achievable. And when, and when you actually do it, then you've already achieved your new year's resolution. Mm -hmm. And it's only like the first week of January. So, you know, we sat down in, you know, October, I think, because we kind of, we kind of did the same thing for OTL last year was like, in October, I actually started to talk to the athletes about what their goals were at the turn of the year. And that was just to kind of jog their, their, their mind to be like, flirt with the idea of, okay, 2020. I mean, I feel as otl athletes as a whole they smashed goals right with with 2020 with with the barriers that were at hand Mm -hmm. i feel like most of our our athletes were just we're still making humongous progress leaps forward and so you know when it came to october we were like okay let's sit down and really just like start taking it slow but let's start writing it down on paper and everything things that we want to achieve but like as we did that it was just the magic of doing that that people started to achieve those goals in november and december even before the turn of the year you know and that's really just the the ability to be realistic with that and then to take action right and so i think people really just to go back to, to your question i think um and that that goes into my third thought as well is like writing it down and holding yourself accountable mm-hmm. So like when that turn of the year goes, I think a lot of people fall short is because they just verbally say it, right? Oh yeah, this is my goal. But there's no action or there's no writing it down or there's no like tangible energy going towards that. Mm -hmm. Right, and so it's like, I mean, it's already March. You know, and if you're just (laughs) saying that, if you're just saying your goals and stuff like that, before we know it, it's already March. And you're like, well, I guess that, that goal's not happening. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think those, those, those three things would probably be a, a number one goal killer, you know, in my books.
0: No, it's so true. And actually it, it's funny. Cause as you were going, I was like, Oh yeah, that's right. We did like, we did an episode quite a bit ago. That was all about goal setting and, and setting, you know, you know, that acronym, those smart goals, you know, and it's so common. And mm-hmm. uh, it's, I think the biggest thing, biggest key takeaway of, out of those three things that you just said is the whole point of it is you know, you can have these goals, like you were saying, and you can verbalize it. And, you know, you, you'll get those, those pat on the backs and attaboys from everybody around you. But the thing is, it's like, until you manifest it, until you like take action, mm-hmm. like you were saying to step by step, make sure that you're bringing it into the reality. It's just a nice thought. Good job. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. like, um, and it is amazing with, with last year, with, with all the restrictions and depending on where you lived and, and just the craziness and, and that was going on that there were still actively people trying to get after it. And it just goes mm-hmm. back to kind of what you're saying is you have to want it bad enough. That was kind of like one of my key thing, you know, but I had about three or four thoughts uh, as well as, and wanting it bad enough kind of went hand in hand with my thought process. And sometimes on this podcast, I get pretty raw. I'll get, I'll get, pretty intense. So it's kind of good to balance off somebody that maybe with your background of kind of a counseling and a human services can kind of, I, I don't want to say, soften <laughs> it, but maybe a little more like, uh, tactile about it. Uh, yeah. is, is for me, it, it, you know, it went with excuses, you know, mm-hmm. do you want it bad enough? Or are you really just making excuses for yourself? Um, and yeah, again, it was like excuses equal don't want it bad enough. You know, I e like and this goes back to like, you know, say for me, my personal life of like uh, house chores and daily tasks list that I need to get done in the gym. Like I know that, you know, at home with me and my wife, my main chore every day is get the dishes done.
1: Yeah. And
0: some days I'm like, oh, I'll just, you know, tomorrow morning I'll get it done. And then tomorrow morning I have to wake up at 3.30 a.m. to get here by four or four. Th- and then next thing you know, it's like a mountain high. Same thing with like a daily, you know, like you and I, you know, again, the daily hit list or the task list that have to get done, you know, for us to keep pushing forward, you know, if we just, you know, if we don't manifest, if we're not really taking action, that list just gets longer and then we feel defeated. And the more we feel defeated, the less that we want to keep trying, you know, I, you know, I too, throughout life have battled my own, my own demons and things that I have to continually keep in check. And sometimes when, you know, and this goes for for many other people out there that suffer through their own things. It's like when you, you know, quote unquote relapse or you, 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 you know, give in and take steps back like that, that's painful. That hurts, mm-hmm. you know, and it's the same thing with people in the fitness, you know, that are deconditioned or, you know, what some people have coined like the Homer, the, the Homer Simpson kind of type, you know, when they have time and time again, tried so hard or just attempted, but never, it just never got to where they wanted. And I think that goes ne- with your next kind of, um, point you made with, with having realistic goals, having an honest evaluation that also couples with accountability, you know, because if somebody has tried, tried again, like, can you really say that after 27 times of trying that the 28th time is going to do it? Well, maybe you need another level of accountability because that first level of it being you is clearly not working, right? You know, and it's kind of like, you know, what, you know, what's the main reason people actually reach out to personal trainers? Nine times out of 10, it's that level of accountability. They need someone there to like, and also like, another reason I reached out to you is like, there's so much other workouts I'm doing on my own that OTL then creates a space where like, there's something I don't have to think about, but that I'm accountable to because on your workouts, on your app, it's like mark as done, well, I'm not going to mark it as done unless I've done it, you know? Like, I'm not, I may skip a day and you're going to see, like, oh, he didn't do that. I was like, yeah, I didn't do that. <laughs> but, my eyes know, are always watching, man. Always, funny, funny side note, tangent, my, my daughter loves the uh, the Monsters, Inc. movie and her favorite mm-hmm. part is, like, that little, like, old slug creature. It's like, I'm always watching. Mike was
1: <laughs> always
0: watching. She did that to me in the gym, I took a picture, I sent it to you, but uh, <clears throat> anyway, is, is that a level of accountability? Is nine times out of 10 people like, they're just tired of trying to figure it out because, and I, I've said this on the episodes before and anyone hearing this is probably beating a dead horse, but the internet and the information age we live in is so vast, so vast and there's so much out there, but yet you do a Google search and the first four hits are ads. People trying to push whatever product, whatever agenda, whatever program, you know, whatever is out there that's, you know, burn X amount of fat in eight weeks. I'm like, yeah, but is it sustainable? (laughs) You know, uh, it's rough, Um, but they need that level of accountability. And it's so great when people like they want it bad enough that they know it's they're not going to be able to do it. They're just it's not. And that's, I think that's where I get the most joy is knowing that like someone has reached out and I know after doing a consultation with that person, I know I can help them. Like, yeah, I don't know. For me, it at least it brings an immense um, sense of joy to be able to bring freedom into that person's life. Mm-hmm. And that's like the big slogan of Phoenix Fitness is arise and conquer. You know, one, you got to wake up, whether that's, you know, you know, just realizing that honest evaluation or that arise of just get up and get after it. And then the conquering part is you have to do the work. And as you do the work, you will make all these little victories to accomplish the goal that you're setting for. So,
1: yes, my- if I can just, uh, kind of, there was a lot of hits there that I, I was, um, queuing in and on. Um, if I can go back to the excuses, right. And just to kind of put my, my twists on it is justification. Right. And and I can, I can justify anything. man. I mean, you're talking to an addict, bro. I I will fucking justify anything. (laughs) And um, so, yeah, I think people, you know, give themselves excuses or justify why they can't do it. Right. And they put this kind of cap on their ability, you know? And so I think that also kind of leads into like, setting yourself up for a success, you know, and we were talking about like mm. each time you you know, that I, I hate that this is one of the reasons why I, I say hate, not really hate, but I, I steer people away from making new year's resolutions. Cause it, they're, you know, are you setting yourself up for success? If you're not, then you're setting yourself up for failure, right? There's just, it's binary. Right. And so it's like, if, if you are putting this kind of goal on you and, and you want this idea and, but you have no plan to get there, then you've already just started off by setting yourself up for failure. And that means that you have this internal dialogue going on in you that you ultimately know you're not gonna achieve that already. Even from the get, you already know you're not gonna get that done. And so you have this negative mindset already going into it, you know, and that's only going to fester and, and, and build upon itself throughout the year, you know? And so it's like, when you go back and take those smaller bites, I always say like, take those smaller bites. And, um, when I was saying like, okay, so like, this is your ultimate goal. How are we going to break that down? And then how can we get to that first goal when you've already achieved that, then you've already put in, put that like positive relationship with achieving goals. I think that so many people have this kind of like achieving goals just seems so distant. I guess I should say you know it's it's something that's not familiar to them. You know um, maybe it goes you know self esteem and whatnot, but it's like setting goals is just not someone's friend. But yeah. if we if we can change that around so that you get it's practice right. If you get good at just achieving these small goals, achieving the big goals is like it becomes just part of the routine, you know? And I think that that goes into kind of what you were talking about with the dishes and everything like that, bad habits, (laughs) right? Bad habits. And I, I, you know, just because we talk about this doesn't mean that we're perfect either. Justification, bad habits, I have all of them, right? And so it's like, we have these responsibilities throughout the day, right? And no matter how big or small they are, these bad habits will accumulate. And we actually just, I, you know, I had a big practice over in San Diego and I was talking about this with some of the teammates because we were. I was watching some of the other players um, and just their mannerisms, right? And it's like these accumulations of bad habits then like manifest itself in our lives to just become normal and then ultimately become our barriers, right? That we have to kind of dance around on a daily basis because if, you know, <laughs> ideally right and this is the kind of like this is our ultimate goal of the dishes right or if there's any tasks at hand and we want to be able to to finish those all within the day I mean obviously things happen and we and we fall short all the time but where it becomes dangerous is that when we start creating these bad habits, and then justifying these bad habits, right? And so it's like everything adds up. When, it, when you're talking about goals, every little thing adds up. So how do you structure your day? How do you get your mind ready for the day? How do you conduct and have, inten- and what you said, intentionality, right? How is you, what are your intentions throughout the day? If, you're, if your intention is just to make it through the day, your road to your goal is going to be very hard you know, but if you can plan your day out so that every little thing is dialed in, then you're you're on the fast track, mm-hmm. you know, re- goals are really not that hard to achieve if you have that discipline to kind of just map your day out and make it through that day, hitting every little checklist. Mm-hmm. And that also comes with by design, right? So how are you gonna design that? So that yeah. is achievable, <laughs> right? If you have so much, then you're already going back to square one where you're setting your so setting yourself up for success or failure, right? But setting yourself up for success. Okay. So by design, how are you designing your day so that you are successful in getting through each one of those tasks? Right. And that always and that all just comes down to practice. Yeah. Right. I mean, we talk about this because we are actively practicing this and we fall short. I say that all the time. We fall short all the time. Yeah. Right. But it's it's that consistent effort to show up for the day and to continue doing that over and over and over years upon end right and then it just becomes second nature just like with everything else yeah
0: and it takes time and and like you're saying takes time preparation and and execution and i think man i definitely put a timestamp on that and that was like a solid gold six minutes right there um that's, (laughs) that's 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 getting posted as a highlight for sure Man, oh, shit. <laughs> if there's anything someone goes back and re listens to, I hope it's like the last six minutes that just happened. There were so many nuggets right there. I blacked
1: out. Yeah, I blacked out, bro. <laughs> yeah, uh, but
0: before I hit on it, because I did make notes, that's why I was looking down. Is there sometimes when I'm with um, a client or a person, or doing a doing a check-in with with an online client, is sometimes like you know, like you were saying, you black out and you just go, and then afterwards, you know, they're just like, wow, that helps so much. And in your head, you're like wait, what did I just say? (laughs) And it's kind of like you were saying, we're not perfect, but these are things that we have actively practiced and we're actively practicing now. Like we understand and we have the honest evaluation that like, look, we're a piece of work, but a work in progress. Like I say that it's an old phrase that just, it's everybody, it means everybody. It doesn't matter how elite you are or how basic you are. You are a piece of work, but a work in progress and you'll get there and get better as you just, you get after it. So something you kind of said is, you know, go, you know, goal setting seems so foreign to a lot of people. And what kind of clicked is, you know, setting goals and working towards them is just that it, it equals that there is work necessary. Y- you have to do something. And in this culture that we now live in, and again, wait, wait a minute. So Patty, how old are you? I just turned 35. Okay. So, you know, you would have been a senior. I would have been a freshman. Okay. Not a big deal. Um, we, we live, I mean, I, I say that just because I've, I've talked to other people and they're like, Oh, you're a kid. I'm actually older than you think I am. Um, uh, but we live in this, this counterculture to that of having so much instant gratification. Like it's just hmm. so apparent Preach. like, Oh, it, and it, it's frustrating because I've had plenty of consults with people that, you know, nine times out of 10, boom, you close it. I get a client. It's awesome. We're going to help them. But like that, that one out of 10 people, it's just like their goals and their um, motivations, like how bad they want it are just so low. And they, they just think that in eight weeks, I'm going to get them to drop so much weight off, or I'm going to get them to, you know, hit the, and I'm like, look, like, like, I can't guarantee that like, I, I can't, because it's not realistic. And mm. this, this period of instant gratification where people even reach out and see if I've got pro, I mean, cause I do write programs, you know, to sell online. And I'm like, look, like the, the program's a minimum of 12 weeks. Like it's, it's three months. Like that's the minimum I can guarantee. And what you specifically need is, is much longer than that, you know, and it's going to take time. And a lot of people have a hard time with that. And I've even had, yeah, they don't want to hear that. <laughs> no, they, they don't. And they don't want to hear that. They need to the hardest part is for some people, you know, and, and this isn't everybody in the Midwest, but moving from the East coast where I, where I, you know, grew up, that's my home, my home, uh, kind of locations is Virginia and, and North Carolina. And, uh, you know, moving from there to the Midwest, there's, there's a big, actually like nutrition difference. And, you know, the Midwesterns, they love their butter, their Mayo, their, their starches. And there's nothing wrong mm. with that as long as it's within moderation. And so there's some clients I've had where, you know, I was like, Hey, like, we've got to change how you're eating like we've got to change we've got to moderate it and you know just because of the way that they are you know how they perceive themselves and they perceive especially the scale you know that that Mm. evil enemy of the weight scale um they're like oh well i just need to go low carb i'm like no (laughs) you 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 don't you know You you just need to moderate what you are without you know and that's the thing it's like it takes preparation but you know before i just go too far down that rabbit hole that i've hit on before on previous episodes is like you were saying like what's your setup what's your preparation and one of the and that's going to key into a point uh one of my first thoughts when i was thinking about this topic is you went too hard too fast and now it's backfiring you're either hurting or you're not seeing the results and you're thinking man after eight to ten weeks i've like I've eaten so limited and I've hit the gym so hard or I've, I've run X amount and I'm just, I'm not seeing what they perceive as victories. Mm -hmm. And yet say this person went from December 31st doing absolutely none of those. And all of a sudden through January and February, they were doing all of those. And yet they can't see that as a victory. Like I'd be like, bro, you're doing more than you ever have. Yeah. Perception is is the key, like, and you have to. Ah, what was the other one? Uh, falling short, like them thinking these things. They have to realize, like, dude, give yourself some grace. Mm-hmm. Like, realize that, like, you're you're doing good things. Like, you're instilling a habit. You're instilling routines that are going to, if done correctly, are going to set you up for a sustainable lifestyle. Like the thing that you want, you like. Um, I had a had a guy come in here the other day. He's part of kind of more the the MMA group I run out of the gym, but he was like, you know, I'm I'm working for a roofing company, and the owner of the house, you know, got up on the roof with us. I was like, oh, that's cool, and he's like, no, yeah, it was cool because he was like 80 years old slinging shit. <laughs> I was like, oh, he wasn't like a. 80 walking the dog or sitting on his couch. He's like, no, this dude was literally slinging shingles getting after it. Yeah. (laughs) Like that's what I want. he's like, I want to be 80 and still live life. Yes. And I was like, yeah, pretty much. I mean uh, you know, when when I, when I, there there was one point in my life where I was like, you know, if I make it to 65, I'll be like, (laughs) we're good. And now I'm, you know, nowadays I'm seeing 65 year olds. I'm like, man, they're still getting after it
1: they're still yeah hey man yeah i mean we live in such a crazy time now like like it, it's a double edged sword right with with just our information and technology and stuff like that but we are definitely living in a time where we know the most about fitness and health and wellness than we have ever had before right and yep. so it's like that's really going to take us and i've one thing that i always preach is longevity right yep. and yes. so it's like i i literally had a conversation with an athlete last night about this right and he you know he is struggling a little bit ultimately you know he was getting a little bit uh uh discouraged i should say about his goals and everything like that because he just isn't seeing and, and this goes into that perception he's just not seeing um the progress that he would like to see and was like man i may, should i just train more and i'm like bro he's he's literally being active seven days out of the week you know what i mean i was like there's not more training that you could do there's not anymore like you're already doing it and um and 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 so it's like i got i completely lost track i thought (laughs) but he was like um the longevity part. Right. And I was like, instead of, and I, I, I was like, instead of thinking how fast you can get there, it's like, how long can we take it? Mm-hmm. Right. And it, and if, if that's the mindset, right. If that's, it's like, okay, it's not about getting to that destination. It's about mm-hmm. how far we can go. And it's like, when you switch that around, then you your whole anxiety and like ethos of like, I'm, I'm, I'm failing. I'm, I'm not getting to where I want to get to evaporates because mm-hmm. there's there's no stress on getting to that ultimate goal because you're really diving into just about like okay I have so much time you know time is our friend I have so much time to get there like let's just enjoy the present as I do yeah. this as I do this right as I work towards this let's just enjoy that and um i, I you know going back and we live in a culture where failure has such a negative connot, uh, connotation right like and especially for males i mean and i really dive into you know the males and females part of it and i can really only speak speak for, for males. and and failure is like a no go right it, it you know we are taught from an early age in our in our social norms that failure is a sign of weakness right and so it's like um big part of OTL is kind of normalizing our failures and like exposing them to the other athletes that are in it. And so that we can talk freely about it. And that's why it's no, it's not failures to me, it's just our shortcomings. And so I always, you know, we always talk about that on a weekly check-in and you know this from our Zoom calls, we talk about our weekly shortcomings, right? And because they always happen, but if when we can normalize that and we can just look at it with a guilt-free attitude, yeah. Then, it, you know, then we can pivot and we can be like, yo, this is where I fell short this week, but this is what I'm going to do to correct that. Yeah. Right. And so it's always evolving and we're always getting better at our craft because we are taking the time to, instead of just saying, oh, I failed and then shutting down and forgetting about it and trying to ignore it. Right. It's like, oh, I don't want to think about that. Yeah. Then we're forcing ourselves to examine that and be, and create a strategy so that we can correct it right we can address it because in, in that practice we get better at our goals as well right if if we're able to have a have an understanding compassion for ourselves that we are human fucking beings and that we're not perfect you know then we can evaluate and ultimately continue working at our craft to get better on a daily weekly monthly yearly basis and that goes into the longevity of it right it's like it there's really no pressure to do that if we give ourselves the time right if we we don't have deadlines right it's like i don't have so much you know so much time to get this done it's like well i can just do this and and ultimately i mean and then this goes kind of into the another note that i that i um wrote down as you were talking about the internet right and and you know people can without any without a coach or without asking for help, they can really get confused because you jump on the internet and there's you know thousands and thousands upon hits um, of something that you want to do. It's like, how do I do this? Well, you're gonna get a ton of different things so it can get confusing, right? Mm-hmm. And, and you always talk you know those, those, those four top hits of ads of the quick and easy fix right? My top three ways to do this or the best way to do this. And you dive and, in. And, the rabbit and it's now. always, it's, it's like, always
0: number quantified too. It's like top five or top eight, top oh, 10. Oh, for sure. It's all marketing. It's all yeah. marketing. Oh, right? yeah.
1: I think, I think OTL is one thing that I've really wanted to embrace with OTL is I don't have a finished product to sell. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't have a top three. I don't mm-hmm. have like, this is the best way to do this. And it, it's, it's about being genuine with our other athletes, it's about being a freaking person, you know, and, and recognizing that I'm going through the process just as well and inviting that person to jump along the process with me, right? And yep. jump into, like, I've never been scared to jump into the trenches with someone. Like, I'm going through this. Well, let me jump down there with you And we'll figure this out together. I don't have a a set acronym to fit, you know, to, 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 to get this done, but together we can figure it out. You know, and I, I, that's one thing that I've really enjoyed with OTL as well is, you know, and and maybe that, and that, I think that comes from the, the substance abuse background as well. You know, when you're dealing with addicts, being a fellow addict, I knew where they were at. Mm -hmm. I could meet someone with where they were at and help them figure it out. And and I directly just translated that over to being a fitness coach and and have gone through all of these things as well. And it's like, oh, well, let me jump in there and help you figure it out, you know, rather than just, oh, here, here's my top three things. Listen to the acronyms and just do it. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I think there's a level of uh, genuine to it, you know? It, yeah, empathy and, and sympathy. Yeah. You know, man, yeah.
0: So there's yeah, and it's you don't have an acronym, you have an acronym. It's called OTL. You have <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's called off the leash. Um, yeah, so two two points I definitely want to hit um that just in response is one is uh, you know when this came up in one of the OTL things, it's you know, someone someone asked, um, you know, as a trainer are you know do you do people end up telling you a bunch of stuff that they wouldn't normally it's like yeah like you end up inadvertently kind of becoming like people's counselors mm-hmm. yeah can you give me five minutes
1: hey, yo. hey
0: this is hunter everybody this is my two-year-old
1: hey hunter hey seen you in Who's a couple the- of the zoom calls yeah, and that's Hanley.
0: Hey. He's my 4-year-old. They're animals. One's built for endurance and the other one's built for power and it's Hunter that's going to be my athlete, my super powerful athlete. Me. And you. You're yeah. A, you're a good runner. <laughs> Hanley's like, "When can I come play paintball with you?" And I'm like, yeah. "When I can sneak you on the field and say that you're like 8." So. <laughs> Cuz she'll just chase me around the chase me around the yard with uh, her little fake paintball gun with the faster trigger yeah <laughs> anyway so yeah just uh yeah they're probably at their limit but so two two points to kind of hit on is like embracing failure is is one thing of like when we kind of counsel people through through things we we end up helping them realize that like those emotions you're feeling you have to embrace you have to embrace it you have to realize what they are. And because of that, once you do that, kind of like you were saying, like in this culture we live in, especially for males, like failure is very much like, there's actually two facets that I've seen. It's like one, yes, it is still very much like looked down upon, but the other side is it's like, it's almost embraced. Like, Oh, you failed. That's okay. Just don't try anymore. And it's like, Whoa, that's Hmm. not exactly good either. Like failure, failure can be extremely healthy because failure should fuel you. Like you were saying, to get better, to be that better person, no matter what that craft is or that discipline is. And on that last point, you're kind of saying is like, when you can come down on someone's level, you know, what, especially with the military, something I've kind of coined as like, there's pet, there's pedestal leadership where someone, where someone is like, you know, I'm on a pedestal and I'm going to train you, but I'm going to be the, I'm, I'm just going to be standing from on high. And, you know, I'm not going to come down to your level. It's like, you just have to come to me.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, oh, you see it all the time. Yeah, you see it all the time. Man.
0: And you see it, yeah. And this is anywhere again, I, I coined it kind of coming through the military because there was plenty of, you know, when I was a boot, you know, I was like, well, I'm going to do what you say and I'll respect the rank, but not the person. But, you know, we <laughs> see this extremely like in the fitness industry, in business, in, in even family relationships. It's like the whole, you know, when the point that I really opened up myself to understanding failure and understanding emotion and really being able to embrace that because i came from a family of three boys uh my mom and my my mom was pretty much a military brat so i wouldn't say she was hard-nosed but she she raised us in a very strict manner that helped us develop um and then just between my own upbringing and then joining the military especially the marine corps like there's no room at points for anything needed outside of just being a warfighter. you know like it's not like the Spartans back in the day where they had the warriors lodge where it's like, you know, once you left, you could kind of like divulge yourself and kind of really open yourself up to people. It's like, no, when you're, you're a Marine, you're a Marine, you know, and that's a hundred percent, but I really was able to open up my emotions once I had my kids, you know, mm. like, especially like daughters, again, very different for me because I was raised <laughs> with, you know, you know, two other brothers. So having daughters, I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> this is not the same, but uh. one being able to like, like we kind of addressed before, like having an honest evaluation of ourselves to open up will make you a better person, embrace it. You know, I've also had to help friends going through very hard times with either their relationships or their own struggles. And sometimes, you know, we black out and we're like, wow, well, how did I just counsel them to do something? Because mm. I'm not even in a perfect spot at all. But at the same time, it's like, you have to realize like, embrace it. Realize what it is. I I think the hardest time, as an example that I ever faced, was when I finally realized that I just needed to take the path of the fitness industry because I've been in and out of doing this for about ten years, but I never officially like went on as a trainer. I know you and I have already talked about that, and I've brought it up in the episodes before. But once I made that decision, I started working at a commercial gym, and very quickly realized, I think in like five months, that this it just was not going to work out, and and it wasn't working out, especially since I had two kids and a bunch of bills and being paid eight 50 an hour was not, uh, conducive. Yeah. Um, but essentially they, uh, within their terms, let me go. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm sitting here thinking, well, I, I've tried to do so much for you and I was going to build pro I was going to build more classes than I was going to take on. But clearly it's, you know, I'm, I wasn't the fit for you. So that kind of stung really bad. And I, you know what, I let it hit me. And, you know, when I got the notification, you know, like, I embraced that for probably a few hours. And then I was like, you know what? Cool. I'm going to make a plan. And that moment I was like, well, I'm going to get my LLC tonight. I'm going to go on total zoom. We're going to make this happen. And, you know, after that weekend, I was pretty much hitting the ground running. Nice. I'm not going to let this hold me back because with all the other doors and windows in my life of things that I've tried to do that just with whatever reason life and universe happens and it just shuts off to me. I'm like, look, I've pivoted, I've pivoted so much in my life. I've shifted focus. I've had to offset myself. Like, I'm just going to, I got to figure this out, you know, and, and uh, coming back into the paintball scene is just kind of a weird one. That's one that we could definitely do another episode on. Cause it's been a 13 year, hiatus for me. Yeah. You know, like I, I played kind of back when you were saying kind of 99 through, 08 09 right right yeah kind of dive back right before the recession hit which was when paintball kind of took a dive um but yeah that was that was a crazy time but again just i guess to sum it all up it's you know why do people fall off i think you hit it i mean we probably could have ended at five minutes as we started is uh (laughs) is uh they don't want it (laughs) that they don't want it bad enough they really don't and i think the big thing there is some people do struggle with that. You know, there's a lot of self-esteem. There's a lot of issues going on, especially in, in our culture um, where, you know, failures kind of embraced as, you know, whatever it happens hmm. is um, having a support system, having yes. someone that's going to keep you accountable, even if they are not doing it with you, even if they are not on the same goals that there is some level of accountability there to keep you on track because, like we kind of said, like, it's one thing to answer to yourself if you're that mentally tough. And I've done an episode on that one before is there's another level of being accountable to somebody else, knowing that you have to answer to somebody at the end of the day. Um, So I, you know, and again, it's, you have to find what, what that is for you. Is it your spouse? Is it your significant other? Is is it your gym bro? But anyway, um, any final thoughts before I got to deal with the two-year-old? (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) um I guess yeah I guess last little thoughts I'm uh going with what you're saying having someone that's there to to help you um like ask for help you know get a coach and I'm not just you know whether it's you know me you someone in your area gets get an advisor get someone to help you to support because I I was when you were talking about that I was flashing back like early in my recovery, right, I got clean through the rooms. And that's one of the things they, they tell you to do is get a sponsor, right? Because you want someone there to hold you accountable because we go back to the justification, right? If we're left to our own devices, we're going to justify anything um, to not get it done. And we need someone to call us on our bullshit, you know, and I'm sorry, kids, but yes, we need someone there to call us on our bullshit, right? And I'm, I'm, I am a master of that right and it's like I need my own coach because I will run rampant and just justify everything and really derail myself all for good cause quote unquote you know what I mean um and another thing when we were just as as a final thought here and I wanted to bring it back to paintball um one thing that I learned and we're talking about failure uh one thing that I've learned in recovery and have brought over is you can't save your face and your ass at the same time Right, and I see this on the field all the time. Right, and especially through the divisions, you know, after a point, uh, you're talking to a player, and you're just like, "Why'd you do this? Uh, Like, this was your mistake." And they will, to you know, they will take it to the grave that what they were doing had a purpose, and that that was that was it, and it was the other people's fault, you know, and even even up into the pro ranks. You know, you see this all the time and it's like, you can't save your face and your ass at the same time. And it's like, shut up and just learn, you know what I mean? And I've, I've had to carry that because I came into the pro league, you know, I was chasing my dream and I, I finally made it, um, what was that? 2018. So a couple of years ago, I was 32 or something like that. I was coming into it late, you know, and I've developed all of these bad habits, but I really needed to just humble myself kill the ego basically and be open to every little criticism whether it was coming from someone that I felt was inferior to me or superior I just had to be a sponge and open that up and like you can't you can't sacrifice your goals for your own ego right and, and th- that was just my last thought of just like if you're learning how to do something then be open to learning how to do something and put all of the pre um conceived ideas to the side right if you really want it bad enough like let me go to life or death situations right if your life depended on it and you wanted it bad enough you're gonna listen to someone that gives you advice right but if if you're stuck in your own ways and 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 aren't willing to take other people's insight you're gonna have a long journey ahead of you
0: gold pure pure gold man um well thank you so much it's we're coming up about you know you know just over 45 minutes closer to an hour which is fine again um but uh no thank you again i i I hope this helps a lot of people and uh i thank you for your time and everything you've done man
1: hey thanks for having me man we'll talk friday is
0: there a zoom call friday
1: there's a zoom call tomorrow Oh that's right. We'll, we'll we'll do it we'll do it all over again.
0: All over again. <laughs> all right, well thank you Patty, for everything.
1: All right brother. Yeah.
0: Bye. Have a great day.